With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything, get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome back in Sporting Nation. I started thinking about saying uh, welcome when I said Richie earlier, and I genuinely sounded like Kat's daughter and almost pulled out a full witchy. Um, So with me, per the usual, is my wonderful co-host, Richie. How you doing? Hello, Corey. Doing splendiferously okay today because we are now a week away from Halloween. And I actually tried on my full costume for the first time on Sunday, a week away from Halloween. I actually fit pretty well. Um, I think you're just going to have to make some minor adjustments to one part of the costume. But other than that, I feel like we are we are on tap for for a good looking group of people come Halloween. Uh, yeah, I got a picture of that. And all I've got to say is. Next time, I'm going to need you in a more heroic pose. I feel like you got to start working on your heroic pose. It's harder than you think. Like, I did it one time at Comic-Con just to have the experience of dressing up one time at Comic-Con. And then people end up saying, like, that they like your costume and then they want to take pictures with you. This Mm -hmm. is problematic because then you think to yourself, how do you pose? And how do you pose that doesn't seem very lame? This is true. Now, I could have done I could have done the uh the Black Widow poser pose. Could have done that. That is true. They do reference that in the movie, so it would work out well. <laughs> but I don't think Red Guardian has a a pose that he does other than like when he first puts on his costume. And he comes out and he says it still fits. Like he does that thing. And then he does like the weird like tiger claw thing when he gets ready to fight a uh, taskmaster. Yeah, he's he's a little strange. Kind of all around, he's a little strange. So um, I, I don't normally say this, but I wouldn't take cues from the actual character itself. Yeah. <laughs> that's i i can see that i can see that for sure but um yes i'm i i sent cory the picture but we're gonna wait to unveil the full picture on halloween night so be on the lookout for those pictures i'm glad everything managed to to fit fairly well um we i had some assistance my assistant today and helping me put on the costume um was uh was izzy she helped me zip up the back of my my uh top and she also helped me put on um, some of the, like the, one of the other pieces to it. And uh, I think she did a good job. <laughs> Way to go is killing it. Mm-hmm. That kid is, I swear, 10 years older uh, than she actually is. You know, like the fact that she can do half the stuff that she does and, and is honestly as uh, sassy as she is is uh, quite awesome. Have you got, gotten in trouble for anything of recent? 
Um, no, not not that I can think of. You haven't put your shoes in the wrong place. Forgot to turn a light off. Yeah, other than the light thing, which I was, I got scolded about that again today. But other other than that, no, nothing new. Who needs a uh? Who needs to live with their mom when they've got a small child that will just scold them? Yes, this is true because. Um, I will say my mom used to get on me all the time for this same exact thing. Cause I always used to leave, live, leave all the lights on in the house whenever possible. I got so tired of my brother doing it that I just started doing it myself. I just go down there and turn it off between that and him leaving food in his room. I just go into his room when he was gone, grab the food that he would leave in there and then turn his light off. <laughs> I don't even know if he knew I did it. Like, I just kept doing it for years because I was just so exhausted of him doing it. And then my mom complaining that we had our electric bill was so high. And I'm like, I wonder why. I wonder, maybe it's just a male thing. Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time. It's a weird OCD thing that I have. Like, even when I'm supposed to leave a light on on purpose, I still don't do well with it. And you can, I have a habit of just walking out of a room and hitting it. And Scotty knows that really well because I've done a few different things. Like he'll be taking a shower. I'll walk out of that part of the bathroom. Like I'll walk in there to grab something, walk out, turn off the light on. Or he'll be in like the guest room and I will, he'll still be in here and I'll like walk out of the room, turn the light off on him. I do it all the time. It's just a complete habit. That's too funny. That's too funny. There was a there was a time when I did that. I did that to Cat too. Right in the middle of her recording a podcast, she had the kitchen light on, and I was getting ready to leave. And I often have the kitchen light on at all times because I am one of those people that I I like there being light. I don't like being in a dark room. So more often than not. I have the light on and I usually forget to turn it off. Well, this one time I forgot that I was getting ready to leave. I turned this light off right in the middle of cat recording a podcast. And, um, and she gave me uh, the typical cat look, which was the Richard, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I just left with a hint of, I'm very disappointed in you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's what are you doing? I'm very disappointed in your current choice. Yes, not not so different than the look she also gives to her child, because as we have said on the show, I am basically a second child in the household at this point. <laughs> that is actually probably very accurate. Extremely <laughs> accurate, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there. Yeah, that's what's. That's what's going on in the in the life of Richard. What what's going on in the life of Corey at the moment? Gosh, I've been all over the place between um, the Machine Gun Kelly concert, um, best concert I have ever been to. The vibes were immaculate. It was just awesome, and um, you know all sorts of like family gatherings, baby showers, birthdays. Um, and then I got dragged to watching Halloween Kills tonight. So I've been a little all over the place. Um, I I will say one thing, though. The one thing that I'm, I'm about ready for, and this may be very controversial because people really enjoy, like, all the Halloween movies and all that stuff. I'm, like, kind of about ready for Mike Myers to just die. You know? Like, there's a certain point when, when he should just, I, I get he's supposed to be some, you know, uh, he's supposed to be, like, some almost, like, mystical creature in some way. Like, he's more than a man, and so he survives all these things. But I'm kind of at the point where I'm just ready for him to just about die. Like, how many times can he just stay alive? You know? Huh. That's the thing. They keep making money, so they can't kill him as long as they're making money. I feel like there's got to be another way to do it. Like he was when he was in his cell, there was someone else in there with him and they became like the next Mike Myers or um, 
you know, in this one, they kind of talked about, like, the fear of the town, right? Like, how fearful everyone got. Like, so even when he wasn't there, he was there to use that, you know? Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many other ways that it, this could go. And that it's about time. He's been around since, what, the 60s, 70s? So. Yeah, the 70s. He's he's an old man by now. Gotta be. <laughs> Because yeah, he, exactly. he was a man in the 70s. He was full-fledged yeah. man in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So he's, yeah, so the original Mike Myers is, is like in his 80s now. Yeah. Still chopping people to, to pieces. Yeah, so how long, you know, <laughs> when he's like, oh, yep, I'm 130, still killing people. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. That's a great question. I I still haven't seen most of the Halloween movies. I think the only one I've seen is the very first one, which is a classic and still one of my favorite horror movies of all time. So, I am I will give you props though for actually going and seeing the movie. Thank you. Everyone in our friend group knows I don't go see horror movies. Um or any it was funny during the previews. Um, as it was, Fern kind of had to convince me to go. I asked him, you know, like, how scary was it? Will I be able to sleep tonight? Like, I like the first Halloween. I'm fine with it. It's more comical, I feel like, than anything else. Um, and then he goes, I had seen most of the one previous one. So it's kind of um, into the storyline. Uh, so I kind of wanted to watch it a little bit, but I wasn't sure. He goes, you'll be fine. And so he kind of convinced me to go and he had asked me what actually scares me. What are the things that I can't watch? And I listed off basically everything but those movies. And uh, they had, of course, in the previews, all the different other scary movies that were coming out. And every single time he would look at me and every single time I said, fuck no. (laughs) There's just, I don't do horror movies i think the only other one that i watched my gosh i'm trying to think of what it's called um oh my gosh i'll I'll, hereditary hereditary was i think is the only other horror movie i've ever watched um and and that goes on kind of like the exorcism type sense and those are definitely not anyone's that I want to watch. And then when I was a kid, I watched The Sixth Sense. Um, but that's about it. I don't like them. I didn't even like Hocus Pocus as a kid. <laughs> well, uh, But you did like Halloween Town. Yes, I did. Those weren't scary, though. Those were just fun, I feel like. Halloween-based movies. Yeah, it, it it was just a fun Halloween movie. I can't think of any other. Um, there is some ones that I watched when I was a kid, like Twitches. Because I liked Tia and Tamara Maori from Sister mm-hmm. Sister, so I watched that. Um, I, I, I don't know what is considered Halloween-based movies, is what I'm curious about. Because um, if you're... All, talking about any of the ones that fit in that type of genre i love anything vampires most things vampires works for me not twilight (laughs) but other other vampires like i love the underworlds um even some of the soap opery kind of vampire ones i watch vampire diaries i love the vampire diaries um you know, my mom loved, like, the old school Dracula movies, so we used to watch those when I was a kid. Um, so I can do those. But anything where people possess other people and, you know, there was one preview that was uh, a nun that had um, a that had the, the devil following her since she was, like, a baby or some shit. Yeah, nope. Nope. Not for me. Paranormal activity? Nope. All a giant no. 
Um, yeah, I know. Like, I, I couldn't. I there's no chance in heck I'd would have convinced you to go see. I saw Candyman recently, and I, I really liked that nope. movie. That was was good. And I was like, oh, Corey's not going to come see that movie. And then um, my parents had to quiet... drag me into the bathroom and do the Bloody Mary thing when I was in elementary school because I was so freaked out by it. <laughs> yes, Candyman very similar to that. And then. Um, the other horror movie that came out recently that I really enjoyed was A Quiet Place 2. Which I oh, actually I can't feel handle that, that level you, of suspense. Which, yes, I feel like you would actually really like the Quiet Place movies. Because they're not scary, but they're very suspenseful. However, the monsters in the movies will will give you nightmares. So there's that. Yeah, no, I don't like that level of suspense regardless. I don't want to be that. So like who wants to have anxiety for that long? So I was thinking about that in the middle of the movie, right? People a lot of times like to watch scary movies because of the fact that it gives you that like adrenaline rush, right? Mm-hmm. Can't you just go on a roller coaster? I enjoy roller coasters so much more. This is, a, this is an interesting comparison because I think – now, the funny thing is is that I did not used to like horror movies when I was younger because they freaked me out, most of which had to do with the fact that when I was – my parents' house, we lived on Elm Street, okay? So when I was oh, younger – Oh, I never watched Nightmare on Elm Street either. Fuck no. Yeah, but I when I was younger, scary. just – the visage of Freddy Krueger freaked me the fuck out enough to just never watch those movies. And so I, because of that, I didn't watch really any horror movies. I don't think uh, my parents not horror movie fans either. So I've only really gotten a little bit more into horror movies uh, in the last, I don't know, decade or so as I've gotten older. And... Um, so like I, I really grew to like the original Halloween movie. I really enjoyed that one. I I really liked um, I I liked Jordan Peele's movies, right? Like uh, Get Out and Us, and uh, A Quiet Place. I talked about, and um, and then I finally got around to watching A Nightmare on Elm Street, and still still freaky. But when you watch it as an adult, not as scary as when he was a kid, when I was a kid. So, um, yeah, I, that's, that's my, that's my, my horror movie knowledge. I've gotten better at it. The reason why I like them now is kind of what you just said. It's like the good ones are the ones to me that aren't gory, but are suspenseful. And that's kind of what the original Halloween was. In a way, because you didn't really see any blood for the most part. And you didn't really see any of the kills on screen for the most part. But it was just the anticipation of of what might happen next that really freaks you out. And the music was really good too. You're right. The Halloween music is like, it's right up there with the theme from Jaws. And, the, and a couple other ones were just like, immediately, you hear that music and you're like, oh no. Yeah, see, my whole whole thing, I like, I enjoy the first Halloween because I find it funny how dumb, to some degree, people are, right? It's the normal, um, why would you do that? There was, like, that commercial for a while there that was, um, we should get in the running car, and the person's like, no, why would we do that? Let's go over into that shack full of chainsaws. <laughs> that's kind of how dumb everyone was in it. And I always thought that was hilarious. So I always enjoyed in Halloween that they were that dumb. Um, and this one, it, it had some of that, you know, why don't you lock the door? If there's someone at your door and they're, they knocked on your door, but they're not there anymore. Why did you close the door without locking it? Why do you go in together? 
but then stop to look at a dead body and split up. <laughs> you know, it's it's those things. Or why do why do you tell someone to stay in the car? Or you know, like all those things. You're just why this is so dumb type of a thing. Um, that was always funny to me. Um, whereas I feel like as um, horror movies have gone through time and they've evolved, they've gotten far less stupid. But I enjoy the stupid of them. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, if you if you want to really want to watch stupid, you can just go and watch some of the like really ridiculous ones, like your Final Destinations, which I've never seen by the way, and your. Um, your Saw movies or your Hostel movies, which uh, don't the first first Saw movie, great, one of the best twists at the end of a movie you will ever see in your life, but the rest uh, just uh, just not not don't hold up well. Don't know even know how they're still making those movies. There was just a new Saw movie that came out I think earlier this year. That's a it's it's funny how they can are able to continue some of those movies very progressively on all of that. Um, I think they have and they also have you know ones that are making fun of it like a uh, not another scary movie. Um, isn't Scream kind of like that too? Yeah, Scream is is a it's not a parody per se, but it's. It's still a horror movie, but it is a, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, but it's, it's kind of a, a homage. That's the best way to put it to making fun of the horror movie tropes, but doing it in a very scary way. Cause the original scream incredible. And I'm glad that there's a new movie coming out. I believe next, next year. I'm actually excited about that one. Yeah, the resurgence of that mask is coming back around. And it just brings back so many memories of my brother trying to scare me as a little kid. <laughs> because he was probably about... When one of them came out, it was like... It had to be four or five-ish. That would be like 2000, 2001-ish. Um, and so my brother would have been like nine or ten. And, uh, he would wear that scream mask and you could push like a little heart on it and blood would drip down its face. And then he would lay, this is when we actually lived in a neighborhood. So I guess, um, and so he would lay in a coffin and then what, when kids would come, he would pop out of the coffin and scare people with it. He did that. And I think he also did the Grim Reaper. And um, that is all I can think of whenever I see that mask. Because I never actually watched any of the Scream movies. <laughs> there, We should add that to our movie night list. Because I, I actually think you would enjoy the first Scream movie. That's what I... If I can at least laugh at people, it makes yes. it better yes. when I can... It's actually... There are some genuinely funny parts in the movie. Which is it the makes, great part about it is it's really well written. It makes it easier for me when I can look at it and be like, well, at least I'm not that big of an idiot, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they do they make fun of that in the in the original movie, as well. Well, that then then it has hope for it. My favorite yes. is just Halloween because like they purposefully made people dumb, but it wasn't because they were wanting to make it funny. It was just because it was you know, the first of its era and they were, it was on a very cheap budget and they were just trying to, um, make him make a movie about, uh, babysitters on Halloween getting murdered. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was, was that, well, that was the original title. Was it, wasn't it? It was like the babysitter, the babysitter murders. Yeah. Yeah. But then, um, the guy who, produced it or whatever claim that he's like that was never the name of it <laughs> all these years later so i i yeah, don't know yeah. what the the true thing is but um yeah i i believe the original title was 
the babysitter murders. <laughs> All right, Spory Nation. We hope you are excited for Halloween as much as we are. Um, next week, possibly the return of Sporty Spirits. We're working on that. Uh, we're talking about that. a Halloween-themed one. Yes. Maybe. Yes. We're working on that, making that in the works as we speak. Um, but before we move on and talk Coyotes, of course, Sporty Nation, we want to tell you about DraftKings. Go to the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app on your phone. Download it right now if you haven't already done so. And get to betting on all of the sports, including the National Hockey League, the NFL, obviously in full swing, and many other opportunities to bet. And guess what? If you haven't already downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can do it right now. And you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do you can win $200 in free bets. That's right, $200 in free bets if you bet just $5 in any NFL team to win their game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Do what I just said, and you can get $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. And $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Call or gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, if you were listening to last, the last show, I told you guys that you could have made some free money if you bet on the Cardinals. And guess what? They won. And they covered. That spread, Corey, all the way on Sunday morning was all the way up to 20 and a half points. The Cardinals were 20 and a half point favorite against the Texans. And they covered easily. Damn, that that's impressive. What's also impressive is that a friend of ours had bet at the beginning of the season that they would go six and zero, and won that. I could not have bet that that was actually going to happen. He won that, you know, like last week. But I was like, holy shit! The fact that he actually bet that and was able to win that is just impressive in its own right. Yep. Uh, good, uh, congratulations, Arizona Cardinals. You're 7-0 for now. Taking on the Packers on Thursday Night Football. That should be a hell of a fun game. Maybe one of the more anticipated games of the year. The battle for NFC West supremacy. Or NFC supremacy, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Corey, you put out a, a sporty question on Twitter earlier on Sunday. And getting a lot of good good um, replies and a good conversation started. Um, what did you ask? And uh, what are the people saying? So as I do think of these things as I am heading to go see a horror movie, I'm thinking about the coyote season and um, which is the horror movie we are all kind of living in each day. It's not like we didn't expect this. You know, it's a very expected horror movie, but it's still rough to see. And, you know, after going to a few family events, we're talking about the coyotes as we do. And a lot of times it was kind of brought up of whether people were or weren't going to watch the Coyotes this season and and why so. And it really got me thinking, you know, a lot of times in, in a marketing world, they will say, um, let's bring in a group of people and then kind of do like a test group. And so I thought, you know what, let's do a Sporty Nation test group to find out what it is that's going to get people involved in this team. Because they're not going to be winning anything. So I said, outside of winning, what will it take you to stay interested in the Coyotes this season? Winning is not on the table. So something else has to pique your interest. What is it going to be? And we have actually a lot of these. So um, I thought we could kind of go back and forth reading some of these and then kind of give a, a short little synopsis of what we think about it. That's a, that's a great idea. That is a very good idea. All right. So the, the first one here is by Joseph. And um, he said, I mean, I am interested in them, but you mean actually sit down and watch or play to go not very high. Booty also understand why. <laughs> but I. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
No, didn't they didn't put the space in there. So I'm gonna read it as it is written. No, that, that is how I'm going to read it. If you want me to read it properly, you will put the space in there. So to so make a lot it of I mean, to be honest, not very great English from Joseph. Sorry, buddy, if you're listening to the show, but I mean, you have better English. We appreciate you, but I I had to, I had to do that. I just, I couldn't miss the opportunity. (laughs) Um, Good point from Joseph there. Uh, AZ Sports Guy says, I have an undefeated football team and a championship caliber basketball team, and I'd still rather watch my winless Coyotes. I don't think they need to do anything to keep my interest, which those are your diehards right there. Great dedication right there. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that there are a lot of diehard fans, you know, we see you guys on Twitter all the time tweeting during games and still watching this team on a regular basis and more power to you. You guys are, are incredible fans. And uh, so I don't, our tweet, I don't think is necessarily geared towards you. It's more uh, of your, your casual fans and your fans of other teams and whatnot. So yeah, anyway, AZ Sports Guy with that with that reply there. And then um, we have Michael at Cash2112. Um, solid development of the kids and maybe a breakthrough star. And uh, Pat had re- replied to that saying, less rent of vets and more picks. I, I would definitely say solid development of the kids is one of the things that um, I've been looking forward to, but it really doesn't, to me, seem that there's going to be much of that to watch the Coyotes. That would be more reason to watch the Roadrunners, honestly, because most of the guys that are going to be going through development aren't going to be on the team. They're going to be developing in the AHL. So, um, yeah, I, that that one, I I totally agree with but also feel like it's not really applicable here in some ways um less rent of vets is actually really funny that uh, that should be um a company of some sort and that should be its name that the coyotes are the the arizona coyotes aka the rent of vets um at more picks i'm really curious what kind of picks because the coyotes have enough second round picks to create their own party. So right. um, I, I want to know what kind of picks you're talking about here. If you're talking about uh, you want another first rounder, um, there's not really much asset wise to get more picks out of it other than really just tanking and hoping to get a really good lottery pick. That's kind of uh, the idea, seemingly. However, the Chicago Blackhawks are doing their damnedest to make sure that the Coyotes don't even get a chance at that because if you've been paying attention to the Blackhawks at all, they have yet to hold a lead through their first six games of the season. They are a flipping disaster right now compared to the Coyotes. But um, we can leave that for another show and the Blackhawks podcast here on the network. Um, But anyway, we digress. Uh, Another reply from... uh, at C Bacher 44, he says, Improvement weekly, need to upgrade goaltending a bit and get some upgrades on defense in the three to six slots, which I don't disagree with there. Um, they hung around in, in the games there that Vimelko started, right? Against the the um, the Oilers and the and the uh, Islanders, right? I mean, they still got their asses beat, right? But they hung around and and Vimelko certainly better than Carter Hutton at this point. So um, at this point, it did, then it just becomes, uh, yeah, they got to get better uh, in front of their goaltending now. But it's really it's a really tough task when you're playing the Oilers and you have to face Connor McDavid, which if you didn't see that goal that he scored against the Coyotes, it was legit. Yeah, I think since uh, Vimelko came up, like I think that is definitely a situation where you, it's an – entertaining thing to watch that does give you a reason to watch the coyotes just from a point of his story is interesting and seeing his development is interesting so at least that i i do believe is 
a little bit of something. So I can kind of agree on that end a little bit. Um, and then from uh, the Hockey Podcast Network here um, for the Vegas podcast, Dave Eggman had said youth producing. And um, like we said before, absolutely agree. Um, but we're probably not going to be seeing it much on the Coyotes. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, Loyal Sip says, just keep the games close. That's all I want. And Shane Wright. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> Guy Finney said a breakout star a la Garland. I actually had an interesting conversation with someone about Garland the other day saying that they weren't too happy about the Garland trade and that they feel like there could have been other people that got thrown in there, including Barrett Hayton. Cause I had said, well, you weren't going to get, we, they weren't going to get much for OEL, right? By himself, he really wasn't that valuable of an asset. So they needed to throw someone else into the fold there in order to get um, something out of that. And their response to me was, well, I wouldn't have, traded Garland, I would have thrown someone else in there and and someone else in the group, <laughs> Scotty, I, I will throw him under the bus on this one in case Sporting Nation wants to go at him, said um, Barrett Hayton. And I actually thought that was an interesting idea because of the fact that, yes, uh, you know, he's a, he's a centerman and they're rare. He doesn't look like he is developing the way that he should be. And that scares me because we have seen in in certain players, uh, Dylan Strom, um, where they had a lot of promise. And then even when given the opportunity to grow and get their legs underneath them, they really haven't really produced. And that's what I kind of feel we're seeing from Barrett Hayton. I'd love to be pleasantly surprised, but I haven't seen anything good come from him. So it would have been nice to... Um, had someone else in that trade as opposed to Garland because, as I said before, I still feel like that is the trade that hurt me the most because of the fact of the fire and the spirits and um, the raw um, the rawness that he had and brought to the ice was worth so much more um, than he was given credit for. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said. Connor Garland is off to an incredible start with the Vancouver Canucks, picking right up where he left off with the Coyotes. He's got eight points in six games right now, three goals and five assists. He scored the game-winning goal to uh, against the Seattle Kraken in the Kraken's home opener. Um, so he broke the hearts of Seattle fans everywhere. Um, but uh, – yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with her, everything you said there. You know, I however I don't think they would have the Coyotes would have been able to net a first round pick in that trade if they would have that would have been Barrett Hayton or Clayton Keller in that trade. Um I and I think from the published reports we saw is that um Connor Garland became a lot more tradable when it was clear that the Coyotes and Connor Garland couldn't come to a contract agreement. And so that's kind of what made him more expendable than a lot of people would like to think is that for whatever reason, they just weren't able to agree on a contract. And that's why for the most part, they ended up trading him because they wanted to trade him so they could get something back for him rather than just let him, letting him walk as a, um, as a free agent. So uh, we had a couple more replies here. We had uh, Johnny Clements said, losing and more losing the tank is on, which I don't know if that's really a reason to tune into games or not, but. I think that's a little bit morbid and I kind of enjoy it. And the fact that, you know, it's a good thing that they're tanking. It's like, um, you know, what, what was that game? I'm now I'm trying to remember again. Was it, who was it uh, years ago where the entire game was who could lose the game? Yeah, it was it was Buffalo and the Coyotes. Yes. Yes, it was Buffalo and the Coyotes. Okay, that's what I thought. And and I feel like that is the vibe that's going on right now is is people are enjoying 
the losses. There are some people that are enjoying the losses in the form of wins because of the fact that they realize the payoff down the road. I, I enjoy, uh, I really actually enjoy that because that is a good way to go about it because you understand the long game. You don't mind having to deal with the pain of right now because you know it'll be worth it in the long game in the end. I always worry because the Coyotes really just never have a good chance when it comes to, um, you know, actually getting drawn for top picks. But, you know, at least they're, they're, they're trying. They're very hard at something, um, even if that's not winning. Uh, is there any more replies you want to get to? Uh, yeah, I just thought this one was funny. So I think we should probably end on this one. Um, we got one from Jam, Jam, Jams, what the, Jam Bands Roasted. Fucking A, why couldn't I read this? I couldn't pull that apart. It was like a fucking license plate. Um, Jam Bands Roasted said, free beer. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. that the fucking truth? I think it's pretty smart. You know, at, at a certain point, people would then just be going for the entertainment of the free beer. You could turn it into, if we learned anything from the trashers, people will come for alcohol and fights. Um, entertainment comes in all different shapes and, and sizes. So, um, yeah, you would probably get more people in the arena with free beer. I can, I can understand that one. 100%. Um, I, I 100% agree with that. So, um, there, my answer to the, this particular question is interesting because I was talking to somebody about this earlier this week and I was like, man, I'm so checked out on this Coyotes team this year. Like, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I can't watch games and we rant about this every season now. But the fact that Bally Sports Arizona is not available on anything but actual freaking cable is disgusting. It's such a fuck you to every single fan of not only the Coyotes, but the Suns. And it's ridiculous, especially the Suns, for goodness sake. Coming off a run to the NBA Finals and I can't watch fucking games is ridiculous. It's so stupid. And if the if I was actually able to watch the games, I'd probably be more invested in the team this year, but because I can't watch games, it's becomes for me of like, all right, well, I'll just watch the highlights, I guess. Cool. You know, it's, fr- it's very frustrating to not be able to watch games. Cause I wish I could. Your point is extremely valid because it is quite difficult. And even though, um, you know, they'll have some that show up on ESPN plus, It'll say that they're blacked out. They they have very convenient blackouts. And, you know, you, there is no Bally, like, subscription where you can just subscribe and watch the games. And so it is kind of pointless to that degree because you can't watch it anywhere. And so how, you know, normally you can go out of your way, like, I'm going to go to a sports bar and go watch the game or something, but if they're going to constantly be losing, what's the point? Um, I, I think there has to be some type of storyline in here um, of whether it's a player, um, whether it's some type of development with the team, there, there has to be some type of storyline with the team that people could invest in while they're losing. Um, I would really be entertained if, um, the team could just do well in situations where other teams really need to win. It's like, uh, okay, whoever they're playing really needs this win. It's going to mean a lot to them. And the Coyotes just go in and actually win those games for um, entertainment purposes as just payback for all of the years of people giving the Coyotes shit. They can just be a thorn in everyone's side. Yeah, I think that's uh, just play spoiler all season long would be nice, but don't do it enough to where you you go outside of the the best part of the lottery. Um, 
as so as long as that happens and then, then we're good we're good um so speaking of the lottery and this is i think this is the last thing we'll do before we wrap up the show here um if you go to tankathon.com you can um simulate the nhl draft lottery and based on the current standings in the nhl so um this is a this is a great great tool and i figure now would be the the a good time when we're talking about this you know we should do every show we should do this at least once now and then we should keep track across the season to see what the tankathon simulator says (laughs) richie you just came up with the storyline right there i said there needs to be a storyline you just gave a storyline Oh, keeping an eye on the draft lottery odds? Yes. There you go. Because most of the time people just think, oh, it's just tanking. No. It is tanking in proximity to everyone else's tanking mm-hmm. and how that's going to affect you in the long term. It's sometimes harder to track because it's not like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, someone's winning the division, someone's losing the division. No. There's a lot that goes into it. So we need... I like this. This is a storyline right here. We can, and we can provide that for the people. We will constantly see what the odds are and where the coyotes are at throughout the entire season. This is, yeah, it's good. And right now, as we previously mentioned, the Chicago Blackhawks are bringing up the rear, ladies and gentlemen, they are 5 and one with one point on the season. The coyotes are, have the second Place odds right now at 0-4-1. And, and the Montreal Canadiens, who only win this season, came Sunday against the Chicago Blackhawks, coming off a run to the Stanley Cup final, are 1-5-0 and with two points this year. And so the odds as such look like so. Blackhawks, 16.6%. Coyotes, 12.1%. And Montreal, 10.1%. So, Corey, give me a drum roll and a countdown. And then I'm going to press Sim Lottery and see what happens. Three, two, one, go. Oh, fuck me. God damn it. We are 0 for 1. 0 for 1? We are 0 for 1. According to our first draft lottery simulation on tankathon.com, the Coyotes... Much like, actually exactly like 2015, they dropped from second to third in the draft lottery. And two teams, which the Coyotes have no love lost towards, are picking first and second. Chicago and fucking Vegas. Whoa, 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 whoa. Vegas doesn't need shit from nobody. I know, yeah, and they're off to a shit start this year. They're one four and zero this year too, and they are, uh, they are on the struggle bus. And yeah. even the guys will like admit to that from the Vegas podcast. Like they they will know that we're not coming at them with this one because they know they're on the struggle bus. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, not a good start for the draft lottery simulator. Coyotes fans is they move down to third, but um, if you take a look. Elsewhere, um, the Avalanche, who are apparently also outside of the playoffs right now, <laughs> uh, they would be picking – their pick would be eighth, which means the Coyotes would have two picks in the top ten, which we know now is probably not going to be likely. But, uh, yeah, 0 for 1 so far this on the, on the tankathon. Yeah, this is the problem. The Coyotes' luck with the draft lottery is so shitty. Um we also need to start doing some, I don't know, some something cleansing. You know how they, they cleanse rooms and shit with Yeah. That we need to figure out some of those types of ceremonies and start doing that early because there's a lot of uh bad juju that has been going on for the lottery for the coyotes. Um I don't know what the whalers did. We'll go down there, though, and we will 
or I guess up there, we will go up there and see what, um, you know, black magic they had been doing, trying to do it ourselves. I agree 100%. And as we have already talked about on the show, um, when it comes to lotteries and number one overall picks, Arizona doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of them. So there you go. That's the show for Sunday. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for all your replies at Corey underscore Richie show. You can still go and reply on, on Twitter right now and let us know why you are invested in this team still this year. You can go to tankathon.com and you can do your own tankathon results and you can screenshot them, send it to us and see if you get the coyotes picking number one overall. Cause that would be a beautiful thing. It'd be a nice little morale booster. But, yeah, uh, we can manifest it. And before we go too, I yes. have to point out that when I was at the concert, I yes. did something great. I took my thread wallet and clipped it to um, my pants and I never worried about it the whole rest of the night. Like I just knew it was right there. Um, and I, it was fantastic. There's actually a picture of me um, wearing it and I had such a great time and I was able to worry more about where my drink was than where my wallet was. So <laughs> if you are going to concerts and you don't want to worry about where your shit is and you want to keep it like secured to you for sure. Thread wallets use code sporty 15% off. Do it. Sporty nation. I am a testament to that. Cause I, I also had my keys clipped to my belt all day today when I was out running about rolling chainsaws in my parents' backyard, even. I had my keys clipped to my Here's belt. the so shit out of me. So I didn't didn't lose them. Um, yeah, if you didn't see that, uh, it's up on my Instagram and Twitter. And you can see a video of me um, very hauntily for Halloween week um, use, uh, using a chainsaw. It was, uh, it was great. I didn't hurt myself, which is great. And I did not break anything this time, which was also great. Yeah, you not hurting yourself is a rarity. And I take that win whenever we can get it. <laughs> Good. yep indeed i i agree as we it's full circle from the beginning of the podcast where we talked about how much of a child i am to the end of the podcast talking about how you are basically like a a proud mom when it comes to me not get hurting myself yes you are slightly accident prone <laughs> all right sporting nation we will talk to you again later this week um until then, good night and good hockey, everybody.